Welcome, reporting live from Zoom. You are watching Chais and Cheesemet, brought to you by World of Feriela. My name is Daniela, aka Ella, and I'm reporting to you live from the Sirena Oasis. My name is Jennifer, aka Fed, and I'm reporting live from the Pink Palace. Welcome, welcome to the first episode of Chais and Cheesemet. We are Yay! so excited. Oh my God. Uh, Jen, what are we talking about today for our first episode? Mm, today, we are talking about our origin story. Uh, what is World of Feriela? What does that even mean? What is Feriela? Um, so if you would and like to... <laughs> yes, and who are we? Yes, more importantly, who the heck are we? <laughs> um, so if you want to go ahead and like um, talk about what World of Feriela is and you know where, what is Feriela? Tell yeah, let me tell you guys. Uh, first, I'm going to take a sip from my chai because this is chais and cheese mat. Chai yes. is our classic drink. That's why I got mine over here. We always have chai and we do some cheese mess. So. Mm -hmm. mm. All right. So world of Feriela. First, let's talk about the name Feriela. Mm -hmm. So Feriela came to be a thing back when we were in college. Uh, we went to college together, a community college at City College of San Francisco. And back in those days, people liked to, back in those days, wow, I sound so old. People, <laughs> liked, to sh <laughs> people liked to ship people. And when they would ship people, it just means that like, they would think that they'd be an ideal couple and they'd combine their names. And so we were like, what would our name sound like if somebody shipped us? And so we we're like, let's try to combine our names, like just for shits and giggles, to be honest. And we came up with like, Jennifer, Janiella, and we we're like, that just sounds like shit. And then yeah. we like, what if we take the last part of each name, Jennifer, so fed, and we take E-L-A, Ella. And so when we were like, we're fed E-L-A. So that's how the birth of our name came to be. Um, and we actually, originally, it was just kind of like our ship name and we'd go on adventures and stuff like that, which you'll hear about um, in the story today. And um, we wanted it to be a YouTube channel. We didn't really know what we wanted it to be, but we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, so thanks for that. Definitely, yeah, Fidiana, now you guys know what it is. Um, it definitely, I know it's a little strange looking whenever you just see it, but now putting the context of Daniela and Jennifer, it makes sense now. Um, but yeah, so let's take it all the way back. Let's How did we meet? Into, yes, let's jump into a time machine. I'm going to set the scene for you guys. Um, so, whoops, I'm going to set the scene. And okay, I had just moved to Penol. Uh, in sixth grade. I was 11 years old and uh, I didn't have obviously not a lot of friends. It's a pretty small town and uh, we, Daniela is also in this world of Pinot. <laughs> she existed here before I you know, even moved here. So um, yeah, she essentially, we, ha we, had, we were both in sixth grade, but we were in different classes. We, our classes, what they would do is they would switch for our English subject. Um, I'm not sure why, but I know that they would. And I was one of the kids that would switch. So I went into Daniela's class and uh, I was sat down right next to Daniela on the seating chart. And this is the monumental moment, guys. Oh my God. <laughs> the way that I. <laughs> uh, warning, guys. I, as you can see, I am quite the personality. I was always quite the personality. So I'm a cringe. Go ahead. Tell no, them. No, I'm not cringe. Okay. So, <laughs> so the monumental moment of how I met Daniela is uh, I was someone who was also very quiet. I'm someone who's talkative, but very introverted. So I sat down next to her and uh, immediately she just turns around and immediately just starts talking to me just about, Hi, I'm Daniela. And like, you know, and one of the first things like, she told me, <laughs> one of the first things she told me is uh, that Sitlali was uh, his middle name. 
And she's it means star. And I, I always remember that. And then she was like, yeah, this is my signature for when I get famous. And she signed like a piece of my paper. And I remember that. It was like, that, that is, is actually still my signature. <laughs> I refined it. And that signature from when I was 11 is my signature today. <laughs> that piece of paper is worth millions of dollars now. <laughs> um, but yes, like that, I wish I still had it. But yeah, she signed her name on my paper. And I was just like, I was just captivated by this person. I was like, wow, her name means star and her signature. And she's so friendly and talkative. Um, and yeah, essentially, you know, we jumped into class after that, you know, teachers started teaching, et cetera. And eventually, as you know, time progressed, uh, our seating chart changed. I was no longer sitting next to Daniela, um, but I would see her all the time, in, you know, because we were, again, in different uh, classrooms. And so I would see her sometimes at recess. And she was always super nice. Um, she was always saying, hi, Jennifer. And I was just so like, oh, my God, this, like, talkative little, you know, being and everything remembers my name. And it was, uh, it was yeah. So essentially gratifying my soul. But that is how I met her. Um, but let's just get into how. Just to paint a picture for you guys, I was, before Jennifer uh, moved to my school and my city, I actually was more of a tomboy. And about a year before I met her, you know, um, puberty really, really morphed me and changed me. So I had one year of girly training <laughs> behind my back by the time she met me. So I was like this super talkative, flamboyant child, colorful as heck, super hyper, good girl, like very much like black, which is similar to how I am today, to be honest. But like, I think I might be a little toned down today, just a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit. But um, yeah, essentially, so she had one year of, she said, girly training. I had zero years. Um, it's really interesting to go back in time and look at the people we used to be, um, because I actually was very much in my um, tomboy stage still. I was very awkward, you know, I it was a very that awkward stage you are at 11 years old. Definitely was quiet, more of a bookworm, definitely a tomboy. Trust me, I would have never dreamed that I would have lived in this pink palace. Never in my life. Um, yeah. I would have never dreamed that I looked like this in those days with this red hair. No, no. Actually, secretly, I kind of always wanted it. But I think we all had our awkward stages growing up, especially going through puberty. We just like, we were like, we didn't know who we were and we were trying to figure out how to be cool or how to feel like we fit somewhere. So we were all a little bit awkward. I think so. Yeah. And so I think that, um, it's super important to see that, like that little, um, dichotomy. Yeah. That dichotomy between us, uh, that you were somebody who was super like pink and very girly and talkative and very animated. Um, where I was somebody who was very quiet, you know, introverted, awkward, tomboyish. Um, it's really interesting to see how that we have progressed from who we were then. But notice that I mentioned that this is, I said, the moment that I met Daniela. <laughs> we did not become best friends then. Um, sadly. Sadly, yes. Our friendship, um, she was just somebody that I would see and I would always be like, oh, Daniela. And she was always- Paralelas? Vidas paralelas. There we go. Yeah. Parallel lives. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, uh, you know, she was somebody that I would always uh, see around and secretly root for. She was very involved in, like, you know, the student council things and always, the you know, we used to play capture the flag against uh, her class and she was always out there. <laughs> I'm so competitive. Everyone knows this to this day. Like, I literally started competing in dance recently, but, like, um, and I'm a, I'm a full-time dancer. That's what I do outside of, of this, um, mm -hmm. a bachata dancer, but I... I've always been very competitive. I grew up with three brothers. So like 
being competitive is in my nature. So I was the somewhat of a leader person within the capture the flag stuff. And I would be that kid yelling, run, catch him. I got it. What are you doing? I, I was doing the most y'all. <laughs> it, it was quite the vision guys. Like you, like I mentioned, you have to keep in mind Daniela was in that girly mode. Like you would have thought she lived in the pink palace because uh, she wasn't that she was out there with her little pink skirts and her little heels and everything, running around and capture the flag. Yes, I'm serious, guys. I was wearing heels in elementary school, y'all. I, like, the girly phase was real. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I have the story. Pat. Tell them. Tell Do you them. know what's coming? Okay, okay. I know what's coming. Okay. <laughs> I'm so glad you let me tell you guys. <laughs> so, I have the story. This is how, to paint the picture to, like, I guess, solidify who Daniela was in these days. Um, so, she had this purse. Uh, that she would carry around at recess. And uh, you're probably thinking, that's not so strange. Uh, no, guys, she'd put the purse in her backpack. And whenever, <laughs> and whenever it was recess, you'd see her open her little backpack, rummage through the bag, and pull out the purse. And I don't know what was in the purse. I always wanted to know what was in the purse. Um, probably like hand sanitizer, lip gloss. In sixth grade, I had a cell phone. So my cell phone. I don't know what else I would put in there, to be honest. I don't know what Danielle... I know I've always had a hand sanitizer. Maybe gum? But I didn't chew that much Maybe. gum. Maybe like mints or like candies? Maybe. Uh, yeah, I always wondered what was in the little purse. That it was, was like pretty my empty. It, to be honest, it was pretty empty. My purses now are like carrying rocks is what all my dancers say. <laughs> Uh, yeah, honestly, I always wondered. Uh, I wasn't know what was in the purse. I would see you take the purse and she'd take it out to recess. You know, all her necessities at recess. You might need, uh, you know, the lip gloss. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, that is essentially to paint the picture of who Daniela was. Um, but yes, if you're wondering, man, you spent a lot of time looking at Daniela and not talking to her. You absolutely right. <laughs> you're absolutely right. I spent a lot of time just looking at Daniela and seeing her do these things like capture the flag, the purse thing, uh, the heels. But we hard, seldom ever talked outside of high by that kind or any kind of like thing inside of the classroom. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the story does not end there because no. that's just one grade. We have middle school, high school, college. We, we have still a lot more to go. Um, but yeah, no, I, I was very like growing up. Um, I'm going to be very honest. I was hella boy crazy. I was. <laughs> that's literally all I talked about. I don't know what else I talked about. Maybe like telenovelas because I really liked watching telenovelas and TV, other TV shows. I didn't watch a lot of movies to be honest, but I was... I was very boy crazy. My room was covered in Zac Efron, Jesse McCartney, William Levy, like all of it. That's, that's the kind of kid I was in um, elementary school and middle school. Like I even had a Rebelde poster in my locker in middle school that. that somebody tore down because my locker was super poppable and they like pulled it out because they thought it was funny. I was pissed. I didn't know who it was, but I was, I was pissed. Mm-hmm. I remember that Rebelde poster. I think, and then I mentioned, yeah, middle school, same. Like I, I was not somebody who was um, boy crazy or anything like that because uh, hashtag demisexuality. Uh, <laughs> so it was, I seldom had crushes and seldom pursued crushes. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I essentially was more into being, like I mentioned, a bookworm. I was very much into anime and manga. Uh, still kind of am, but I, I definitely had my phase back then. Um, yeah, I was more into that. I see as 
nice as Daniela was, and you know, as talkative as you can both see that we are, um, like, you know, we're both very talkative. Uh, we, I guess, are we really never meshed well. I guess in my brain, we never really would have meshed well. Um, at least in that time, I think maybe we had different interests. We were just different. We, yeah, we were just different. I was people. really focused in singing and dancing in those days. That I just remembered what else I did. Literally, only sing and dance. Well, mostly singing. Elementary school, middle school, and then I got into dancing in high school because mm-hmm. we didn't cross paths too much in middle school. Middle school was so fast. You see, here in Panol. Um, the grade system is K through six is elementary school and seventh and eighth grade is middle school. And then just like everywhere else, it's ninth through 12th grade is high school. Mm -hmm. So middle school was super, 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 super short. So we didn't really cross paths very much. I think we had maybe some classes here and there again, like, uh, it's really interesting that I mentioned about ever since Daniela, like signed my, you know, my paper (laughs) and told me about her middle name and all these things. Um, I've always been kind of aware of her like existence. Yeah. Um, and who she was, because we used to have classes together. Um, we had French class in middle school. Um, I, she sang in the talent show, so I saw her then too. Um, so you'd see, I would always see her around, and I'd always remember who she was. She's very, she's very memorable. Um, and that's pretty much the extent of our interactions. Yeah, you are very memorable. <laughs> Thank you. I yeah. made that quite a thing now. I can't even hide in a crowd with my hair anymore. <laughs> yes, and see, you see, Daniela is, was super memorable back then without any color hair without just her personality her personality and just how animated um you know you were so very memorable then (laughs) oh thank you yeah so I think that's what made me super aware of your existence then and uh whenever you were in my classes I remember but we never really you know crossed paths Mm -hmm. um I you know at least not that I can remember. In no, school. not really. Especially yeah. not in middle school. We didn't really cross paths again until like high school. Also, just like a side tidbit, I just called her Bay. I just got to establish this, oh, yes. di- this, this name for like everybody who like knows us like on a daily basis or knows me knows that, that that's Bay. Mm-hmm. That's Bay because um, uh, that was also another joke that happened around Feriela because everyone was calling people Bay and we started as a joke and it stuck and in my phone she's still she's still Bay so I'll call her Jen or Bay um, but she's not your Bay like let me get that let me get that I can't snap but pretend I snapped uh, she ain't your Bay to you <laughs> that was weird. Jen she's my Bay even though I will say I call her Bay so much my dancers call her Bay <laughs> yep I am now the oh God. <laughs> Yep, I am now the communal bay. <laughs> oh my god, you are the communal <laughs> <That's problematic. laughs> okay. All right, um, but I guess high school, right? High yeah. school is kind of when we really started to flourish again as as friends because we were in the musical together, right? It was Joseph's Technicolor yes. Dreamcoat. Yes, yes, yes. Um, do y'all want to know what Daniela was? <laughs> so this, if this does not speak to our personalities again, go ahead and tell people who you were. <laughs> I was, I was. You mean in the in the play? In the yeah, musical? in the musical. Mm-hmm. I was a gypsy, mm-hmm. and my my gypsy costume was the color peach, which is my favorite color. They were really cute. There was four of them. Daniela was one of them, and she was so cute. Um, I was one of the also, brothers. Also, to my aesthetic, because all of my shirts are missing their bottom half as an adult now. I like crop tops. Um, I was my my midriff was full out. Fully, yep, fully out. Yep. <laughs> They were, they were cute. Though. And then you guys had headpieces on too. They were really cute. Um, their costumes were like, honestly, I'd say in that production, at least for high school, those costumes were probably up there with the most enviable ones of the production. Um, now, as for my role, I was one of the brothers. If that, <laughs> yes. If you're wondering, brother. Were you the red brother? The one that was I was the red, red brother. Red? Okay, yes, that's what yes. I thought. 
Oh, you remember. I can remember in my head the red. Were you wearing like a striped red and white shirt? Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. For the French number. I have, I have such a crappy memory, which is why she's leading most of like the timeline on this. So I'm like, this is a win for me. I. <gasps> he remembers. He remembers which brother I was. Yep, I was um, the red one. I, they, I think the brothers were assigned a different color. I picked red. Don't ask me why. I have no idea why I picked red. Um, but I picked, yeah, right. I, maybe, maybe it was a, a what is it foreshadowing? So yeah, if you're if you're if you're listening to this podcast, my hair is red, and I just touched my hair to kind of say like because it's your destiny to be with me. Essentially, yes, the destiny. This is foreshadowing for my life, where my life would go. Um, but yeah, so it was a musical. We were also in choir together. Um, mm-hmm. outside of you know. I guess that's where we really bonded. I think, I often think, had I not joined in the choir or the musical or done things like that, I wonder if we would have crossed paths sometimes. Probably not. People who know me today know that I am the busiest bee that ever was. And I've always been a super busy bee. I like to keep busy. I... I get stressed out when I have free time. Like, I don't know what to do with free time. Like, I've had a busy Wednesday every single day since middle school. When I have a Wednesday off, I'm like, what what do people even do on Wednesdays? Like, do you, like, what is the norm? I don't understand. I'm very, very busy. So, like, when I was in high school, I was very focused on, um, originally, I wanted to be a singer growing up. Mm-hmm. But I suck at writing lyrics. Um, and I'm an original work kind of person. Um, But I realized in high school that I had the gift of being able to vision choreography. And I thought it was something everybody had. And as I was in like the dance classes, I learned that people struggled with it. And I literally hear music, see music. I close my eyes and I see movement. I can see the whole piece come together. And so that's when I realized that was my calling. Anywho, the point to that is that I... um, I spent all of my free time before school, during lunch, after school, either in the dance room or in the, um, or in the music room. And if there was anything else that I was doing, I would be doing that too. But you rarely really saw me out and about just chilling um, unless I had just had a show and so there wasn't anything that we were starting for another week or two. But for the most part, I was, I was in these dance rooms. I was, I was prepping. So we probably wouldn't have crossed paths as I, I think – yeah, we might not have, not until maybe college, but I yeah. might have not known that you were going there. Exactly. That's what I always think. Uh, we are definitely an unlikely pair um, mm-hmm. because, like I mentioned, uh, she says, you know, that's important to know. Uh, she was super immersed in, like, immersed in um, a dance and, you know, performing. She def- I'll, I'll vouch for this. She was on all the rallies. She was always in all the rallies. Um, she was, you know, for Spirit Week, super decked out. You were always super decked Yes, she was very on. You were always on theme, like, you know, super decked out, on theme. Um, whenever there was, like, you know, I mean, my friends would kind of get together for, like, Spirit Week, and we'd be like, ah, oh, do you think anyone's going to do crazy hair day? Do you think anyone's going to do uh, pajama day? <laughs> this is turning into we exposed Daniela. At first, I was going to say, this is sounding like a we simp for Daniela, which um, we both simp for each other, just so you know, yeah. you will you will see, because my time is coming to see today. <laughs> But now I'm realizing that this is actually a, a we expose Daniela. So all of the people who know me professionally as a dancer are like, what? This side of Daniela? Yeah. And everybody else from high school is like, yeah, that was her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, I'm saying we used to always be like, oh, is anyone going to do this? And she would. You were always dressed up. And we think, well, at least if one person in the school is going to do 
the you know the crazy hair day the pajama day the whatever day uh it's gonna be daniela yeah always. We, we always had that like safety blanket because again i've all you know even through high school middle school i very much still was introverted well i still am that's the thing it's just who i am mm-hmm. um and but i very much was you know not really social and you know i think for the majority of middle school and halfway through high school, I very much was still into the anime thing. Um, Just for the anime lovers out there. No, I was not a weeaboo. Um, I was not that. (laughs) So I wasn't that, but I definitely wasn't to anime. I did like to draw my little things and everything. So I did do that. I want to see someday. She won't show me. They're cringe. Uh, Oh my God. (laughs) The people who like anime or manga will definitely let you tell you that. We think we've all had that moment where we thought we could draw or something and Mm -hmm. they're cringe. Sometimes you're really good. Sometimes people actually draw really nicely. Sometimes they're cringe and mine are cringe, unfortunately. But that's exactly who I was. I was always, um, I also did music stuff. I did piano and um, choir. Um, Yeah. And I was very much just like in the AP classes, which I used to have with Daniela too. Exactly. You know, what's funny. Um, because you're introverted, right? But you mentioned something earlier, which is very true. You're super talkative Mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm extroverted. I'm pretty extroverted and I am really talkative, but what people don't know about me is that I have like a crippling social anxiety, which like makes no sense. Cause like I'm extroverted. Right. But it's like, that's another reason why I think our paths wouldn't have crossed because It's actually, I, I, I didn't develop social anxiety until my freshman year of high school when mm-hmm. unfortunately um, my friends at the time kind of decided to ostracize me for reasons that I like never really knew why. It just, That's it what? was weird. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it was, it was pretty shit. Like the way they treated me. I remember one day I walked through school crying the entire day. I was walking down the hall. I can still remember walking down the hall day with my hoodie and I was weeping, sitting in class crying. And I, that's when I developed, like I, that was the first time I was ever depressed, um, which I deal with anxiety and depression all the time now. Um, but that was the first time that I was ever depressed. It was the first time I hit a really low point, And that's when I developed social anxiety. After that, like before that, I could go up to anyone and talk about anything. I could insert myself anywhere. But after that, I became really, really, really afraid that people wouldn't like me or that they like, I've been told I talk a lot all my life. So it's like, what's new? Mm-hmm. But it was more that people would think I was annoying or I don't know, just like, I got really, really, really self-conscious. And I, just like most people, I want to be liked. Like we don't want to not be liked. And I, unfortunately, I, to this day, I'm still dealing with it. Like I, I care about what people think about me and I don't want to, and sometimes I don't, but I do. And so I, I get really anxious in groups. Like I, I will not insert myself because I'm really afraid. One-on-ones, I perform really well, but like, that's why I'm not too surprised that it took us a while to like really get together because like, I, I won't, I won't approach people because I'm just, I'm really fucking scared. Like I might really bless you. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) But yeah. Um, so how do we not like, you know, choir and the, the, um, the musical, um, I don't think we wouldn't have crossed paths as, because that was like the defining moment. That's when we became friends. Yes, definitely. That's when uh, I finally got my chance. Yes, when I got my chance uh, after watching Daniela for years. I'm just kidding. (laughs) 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 I mean, I'm half joking. But essentially, yeah, I got my chance because, um, so again, uh, things have all, again, she, I've always been hyper aware of her, of her existence, you know, um, there was this moment actually in sophomore year, uh, sophomore year is, I know, I know this, I know this and I'm getting to why 
sophomore year is when Daniela joined choir. Uh, I know this because uh, over here, there, um, whenever it's like around the Christmas uh, season, uh, we do a tree lighting festival here in the park. And uh, the schools perform, band, you know, the choir, and Daniela was in that. Um, so usually they also televise this too, which is pretty exciting. Um, so one day, and this is past the Christmas season, or maybe in the middle, who knows. Uh, one day I just happened to be like, you know, turning on my TV. And I turn on my TV, and the moment that I turn on happened to be set to the community channel that, um, you know, broadcast the tree lighting festival. Um, I turned it on, and the minute I turn it on, I see Daniela. Like, I see her there. She has a solo, and uh, she's with two other um, people. She's there at the front, and she's like a little trio, and they're having a little solo. I believe it's All I Want for Christmas is You was the yeah. solo. I'm telling you guys, like, I was watching. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I saw her. And I, I was, love that. That's was, yeah that's so like like again hyper aware of your existence it's like I feel like the universe was always hinting things at me um because I I turned on the tv and you happened to be on there I was like oh Mm -hmm. it's Daniela you know I was like it's Daniela look at her look at her doing the singing thing and I sat down watched the performance you know and then eventually just you know change the channel and stuff but I did watch her on tv and I remember that that's how I knew that she was in choir because I saw her on tv and then the following year um I decided to try out for choir and you know i made it and i was like wow and of course Daniela was still in choir she did choir essentially like from all of high school on yeah all of high school choir women's corral um i took a break from the musicals my junior year because Mm -hmm. the anxiety was real but um, (laughs) but no i love it i miss it i like i want to get back into i actually really really want to get back into musical theater if I can find time in my crazy ass schedule I I (laughs) always a busy bee (laughs) yeah yeah I miss it I really really miss it it was fun. It, I will say that. That was something unexpected that I did in high school. So essentially, like you mentioned, for us to cross paths, I had to step out of my box a little bit. And I think it was just in, in my just change of what was happening. You know, I kind of left that anime. Um, oh, I forgot to mention. <laughs> I was in like a little dark phase too. Um, I don't want to say that I was like emo because I don't think I was. I wasn't goth. I don't know what I was. But you yeah, I was kinda, a little You were a little emo. I think so, but I didn't listen to emo music. I, well, I was mostly listening to metal. My me and my brother were really into metal. So we listened to metal at the time. I, I cannot wait. <laughs> I love when I tell people that I used to listen to metal because they're like, oh, what? And like their brain like malfunctions because they see all of this. Because you're so girly now. Yes. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like my first concert was System of a Down. But anywho, um, yeah, we were really into metal. So I was a lot with that kind of friend group. And I think junior year was that I broke away from that and was like, you know what? I'm going to cut my hair and reinvent myself, which is actually Daniela started that. She reinvented herself every year in high school. Every single year. Now I do it in my hair color, but growing up, I would change looks every single school year. I looked forward to school the first day of school so much. I could never sleep the day before. My mom would take me shopping. I'd get like two new outfits, and that would be my look for the year. You know, Ooh. I went early. The year that she met me was preppy year. That was preppy year. The previous year was the girly year. So even though you thought you got the girly year, you actually got it toned down a little bit. I got the preppy year. That's a, it's cute. I yeah, will say that. Like, yes, you seventh grade up. was like graphic tees. Eighth grade was like, was a, was a period in time in my life that my family now, um, you know, we just gonna, we just gonna say what it is. I oh. had a white girl face. I did. <laughs> I did. In my family, my Mexican family, they're white Mexican. And I'm one of the darkest, but I was white girl in the family. They used to call me a lot of fun, 
fun names that I won't say here, but, um, but yeah, I had a white girl phase. I, I went like, I had like a, like a punk rockish look kind of phase. I, I, um, I went through all of the phases. You went through all of them. Yeah, definitely. And like, she invented doing that because I, I did that junior year. I was like, you know, I'm going to cut all my hair off and I'm going to, I don't know, be so, I don't know what, I don't know what happened to me. I don't know what happened, but whatever happened was supposed to because it led me uh, to actually have my chance and talk to Daniela because we were now in choir. Um, and also the choir took a uh, annual trip to Disneyland where we would perform. And that's when we actually got to talk and hang out more. And I believe that was before the musical. So I think that, that set the stage for the musical and the things to come after. Um, but yes, Disneyland was the first time that I, you know, actually could talk to Daniela and hang out in the same friend group because although we were in choir, uh, she sang soprano. And yeah, so we were on opposite sides. Yeah, of the room. she sang alto and I sang soprano. And I was always very focused, mm-hmm. so I was very into my sheet music and like checking my voice with the people on my side. I was like teacher's pet, to be honest, in that class. Who was I? <laughs> yeah, we were both. I was the soprano teacher's pet, and she was the alto teacher's pet. Yes, I was also the piano teacher's pet because I the same teacher was the piano teacher, mm-hmm. so I was like, oh, that was me too. Um, but yeah, so we took our trip to Disneyland, um, and you can tell them about what we used to do on those Disneyland trips and how fun they were, and my favorite part of those Disneyland trips was what you had in your bag. See? <laughs> oh, yes! I was like, what is she talking about? Okay, Disneyland. So, I got to go to this trip three times because I was in uh, officially in the choir group sophomore through senior year, and we went in like April, and it was always a three-day park hopper pass. We'd get there. We'd stay at the Tropicana, which was just walking distance. It was really fun. It was my first time that my parents ever let me go on trips without, because I was never allowed to sleep over as a kid. Um, Any of my fellow strict parents. (laughs) Latinx, y'all know what's up. We're not yep. allowed to sleep over anywhere. So it was a we know that experience. sleep over anywhere. And it was a trip. And I had convinced my parents because it was like for school and singing. And like, they knew I was really into that. Anywho, you go and like, we get to perform two days, one day at Disneyland and one day at Disney California. Um, and like, you just, you, you just group up with your friends and like, there's a pool, you could go to the pool or like, you just go to Disneyland. And I love Disneyland. I love Disneyland. Oh my God. My parents used to take me uh, for my birthday when I was a little kid. I used to go every single year. I miss it so much, Um, but I used to go every single year. So I was very much like about it. Um, anywho, you'd go group up into your little group friends. Now what she's talking about, about what I used to bring, cause I'm also like, if you know me, I like, I do event planning on the side for like the events that I've held and like quinceaneras and stuff. But like the event planning really started in these days. Like <laughs> I love to coordinate trips. I love to like say, okay, we could do this, 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 these are our options. Where do we want to go? This is where we could eat every year. We'd go to cheesecake factory and fake somebody's We're birthday. Supposed to. <laughs> huh? we weren't supposed to but that year that we went to cheesecake factory was because we weren't supposed to i literally did it every year i think it was like too whoops i think it was because it was too far or whatever but i remember there was something about it that's why i had never gone before also had mr flanagan found out that um we went he loved me see the music teacher was my music teacher since elementary school so like mm-hmm. he's known me a lot of my a lot of my life at the time anywho mm-hmm. I am the mom of the group, always. Yes. Always. 
Daniela is always prepared. Why? Because I'm clumsy, I'm forgetful, and I am fidgety and all of these things. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a special little person, yes. Um, so I always have like Band-Aids. I always yep. had snacks. I had like hand sanitizer. So that bag that she was talking yeah, about Advil. got bigger. It was like a backpack and it was like a survival kit. I had waters. I was like ready. Like you, oh, did you fall down? I got you. I even got the Neosporin. Like, oh, does your head hurt? Like, oh, are you motion sick? I got the Dramamine. Like I, like not like that guys, <laughs> but like, <laughs> not, not like I was just very mom. I was, I was yeah. the mom of the group. She honestly, you were always so prepared. You like had all like, you know, like I mentioned, you had Advil, you had Band-Aids. Um, yeah. So that was pretty cool. I thought that was really, again, I just thought I'd highlight that too, because we mentioned bags before how you used to take the purse to recess. That was the predecessor. Like that totally set the stage for you being the mom of the group by taking, yeah. So, I still am the mom of the group. Yep. Very much so. I literally am. I'm baby. Like I'm baby in yes. all aspects. Uh, so okay. I don't. That's okay. Think- I really like to be, I'm a very <laughs> dominant woman. Um, and so <laughs> uh, I, um, I, I still, I still keep that. I like to, I like to be in charge. Um, I don't have to be in charge. Like I don't need to be the one in charge, but if nobody steps up to the plate, I fill that role easily. It's I'm very used to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will say that. I, to me, that does not come naturally. I am the baby of my family. So the, naturally, I am baby in all aspects. Uh, I don't bring shit. I don't bring anything. Like, I, <laughs> I literally just pack whatever I need to for myself. And that's it. And then if I forgot, or if it doesn't fit, oops. And so <laughs> it was great to have someone like Daniela, uh, who had band-aids and Advil and everything. But the big thing, the big thing at Disneyland, not only was it that we... Um, I got a chance to hang out with her in close proximity with her friends. Cause it wasn't like just me and her hanging out. It was kind of just in groups. Um, but one of the things for me is I don't like roller coasters. I don't like roller coasters. Um, there aren't roller coasters on Disneyland. Or like that. I do, but yeah. I understand because I yes. used to not like them. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And a lot of the times uh, the friend groups that I went with, they would always be like, Oh, you don't want to go. And they'd be so upset that I didn't want to get on. And I would just have an overall have an, a bad time. I and feel also, that struggle. Yeah, I just haven't, I just would not have a good, a good time. So um, essentially this time, this time senior year that we went, um, my our friend group was bigger and Daniela was now in that little friend group. And uh, a lot of the times, you know, like in groups, like I mentioned, I was I'm very selectively social. So like I, these are people who were my friends, maybe my choir friends, but no one that I would say was like my best friend who I was going to sit next to all the time. I didn't have that. Um, so essentially, Actually, every time same. At that time, well, I did have a really, really good friend that went to that event, but mm-hmm. she decided to immerse herself in a different group. And I was really starting to lean towards more Jennifer's group because I felt far more identified with them and they mm-hmm. were more chill and not so, um, I don't know, they were just really, really nice. And mm-hmm. I really valued that. And I, it's funny because you're like, I didn't really have anyone. I felt the same way. I felt like, I was like, oh my God, like no one's going to want to sit with me and all of this stuff. But like, it ended up working out. It did. Yeah. I remember, honestly, like we, um, ever since then, I, my, you know, in groups, my other friends would kind of buddy up and I would kind of just be like, oh God, I'm going to ride by myself and I don't want to ride by myself. And that would happen. And again, I was already nervous riding on the ride. So, you know, cause Daniela was there. I was always like, I'm going to ride with Daniela. And I believe we ran, we rode a lot of rides. I can't remember cause I blocked them out cause I don't like rides. Um, <laughs> but I forced myself on. So I know we rode on a couple of rides together and the most memorable one was memorable. Oops. Memorable one <laughs> was, uh, was going on the Dumbo ride. I remember that. So now you're probably thinking, what? 
<laughs> because uh, there was a night, I believe, I don't know where everybody else went, or I think we just randomly went. Uh, we were just out and about at Disneyland. And I know that it was a, a night that was pretty late. Um, and yeah. so it was late at night before our curfew that we needed to be uh, back to the hotel app. Um, and I remember that we just got on a whole bunch of the kitty rides. It yeah. was, uh, you know, probably because I wanted to take advantage of, I, I know exactly why I, I can't remember exactly why, but I know why, mm-hmm. um, because people probably wanted to go eat or do other stuff, but I love Disneyland. So I like to take advantage. I want to ride as many rides as I can. Don't, yep. I don't want to go, or they were watching the shows to be honest. I don't know. Oh yes. Watching. Yeah. yeah I, watching the shows. I don't like watching shows. Like they're cool, but I'm like, nah, this is a waste of my time. Let's get on them rides. <laughs> um, and you were, you were down to go with me on those rides because yeah. I, I really wanted to. The thing is, yeah. And you didn't care what kind of rides we went on because we went on the kitty rides. It was me, yeah. Daniela, and another friend of ours. And we Because I hadn't got to go on the kitty rides yet, I remember. Yeah. And I remember that was my favorite night because, uh, yeah, I got to go. On, the kitty rides were no, you know, I hadn't, again, this was my, se- only my second time at Disneyland. I had never been there as a kid. So getting on the kitty rides was so cute and, like, endearing to me. Um, so, like, I mean, you guys can clearly see. <laughs> I like little things like this, cute things. And so, um, yeah, we got on uh, the kitty rides and Dumbo was one of them. And the thing that made me nervous was that it goes up and I was like, and I remember that first I thought, oh, like everybody, no, my other friend got in by himself. I was sure that Daniela was going to get in by herself. And I was like, I do not want to, I do not want to get on by myself. So uh, we sat down, we sat on the, on the Dumbo together. And I remember that uh, you picked the Dumbo and you picked peach Dumbo. Because and that's my favorite color. I love mm-hmm. peach. It was so cute. Like, oh, let's get on Peach Dumbo. And I was like, okay. And so we got on and it was really nice. She was, you know, you have a really comforting presence. I wasn't scared. And it was probably one of my favorite nights is riding all of those kitty rides with you. And that we have pictures not on Peach Dumbo, but we do have a picture on a Dumbo. <laughs> and that's a, Which you know what? Like, we'll put really it in weird. our story. We'll put this in our Instagram story, that picture when this debuts. Yes, I like that. I like because we do have a picture. It's an old picture. That's probably one of the first pictures we have together. Yeah, it's um, not the best quality, but we'll put it so y'all can see. This was mm-hmm. the true birth of our. This was the moment because since that moment, I had this attachment to Daniela because I felt very like comforted and I felt like somebody understood me and somebody always wanted to ride was down same. to ride. Honestly, with- same because like I really wanted to go on those kitty rides or like the other rides and like mm-hmm. nobody wanted to go and you were so down and like it just made me feel like special and like understood and appreciated yes so that was where everything started and from then on it just kind of uh we just continue to be around each other after peach dumbo (laughs) we did the musical which i saw more of her at rehearsal and everything and then afterwards um she invited me to her graduation party when we graduated how much i was like wow and here's the thing i forgot to mention this little context daniela was popular i forgot to mention that she was popular. I so, didn't know I was popular until me and her were in college. And she was like, Daniela, you were popular. And I was like, no, I wasn't. And she was like, yes. How did Everybody you know? knows. Yeah. Everybody I- knows Daniela Ramirez. I don't have to even describe you. I don't have to be like, you know this. The, in turn, however, nobody knows who I am. <laughs> Hardly anyone remembers who I am. So I mentioned we're an unlikely pairing. And the fact that somebody who was, and now she's not my only popular friend that I had, but when I'd say one of my more popular friends. And um, the fact that she, I was invited by this person who was so popular to her house. Um, she wanted to ride next to me on the rides. Um, we did the musical. I remember we went after the 
our closing night for the musical, we went to round table and she sat next to me there too. And I was like, how am I hanging out around this person that's popular? Like I'm somebody who like mentioned, so that's like social, super shy and really not, nobody really knows, knew who I was. So it was very, uh, really unlikely pairing. And um, it was during those kind of conversations that we had towards the end of senior year that it was revealed that we would be uh, going to the same college. Uh, I went to community college. I went to city college of San Francisco and uh, the ocean campus. Um, so, and I, you know, she told me, Oh, I'm going there too. So it's off right off a of bar. And I was like, I didn't know that. Um, so yeah, it wasn't until those, until those conversations that I realized, Oh, I'm going to be seeing this person way more often. Um, it's not just, will not just end here in high school. Well, I hoped I had hoped it wouldn't just be like, Oh, we're friends in high school. Peace. You know? <laughs> All right. Uh, sorry about that, guys. We had to pause the video for just a second because we started getting a little bit of lag. So in case you saw like any weirdness in that last chunk, that's what that was about. Sorry about that. But we're back and we were talking about our transition into college. Yes. So like I had mentioned, um, we were going to go to the same college and through that summer before college, I hung out a couple of times with Daniela. We went to San Francisco. Uh, I went to her house again. By the way, she has a pool. Uh, that I, don't, I also don't know how to swim, so I don't know why I'm so excited. <laughs> um, when this pandemic is over, I'm teaching you. Mm-hmm. Because it's, 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 it's incredible that you don't know how to swim and I have a pool in my house. Like, yeah, what? I, I, that's my, that'll be my second time learning how to swim. Um, but I'm trying to learn how to swim. Um, so hopefully we'll see see that we'll see if I learned but she has a pool that was pretty cool we got to hang I got to go to her house to get in the pool or at least just pretend to get in the pool um and uh, do a whole bunch of other things that summer it was really fun and uh you know as we got closer that summer or kind of talk more around that summer um she had been mentioning again the, that she was going to college with me and uh she was like yeah we should hang out and I remember that in my head I was like okay yeah like okay Daniela yeah we'll hang out at college all right you know because uh, for by this point we had only hung out in groups or little small even if it was just four people it was small little groups mm-hmm. uh, I was never just me and her one-on-one so I was like okay yeah we're gonna hang out um but I was like you know what it's all right with me I thrive when I'm on my own and like I love starting this new like chapter somewhere where nobody knew me um so again introversion so I was like it's okay if you know if Daniela hangs out with me sometimes that'd be great if she doesn't I'll be okay too um, so, you know, first day of school rolls around, um, and yep, right there, like 7.30 sharp, she texts me. She's like, who are you? I'm on campus already. <laughs> and I had already been on campus too. Uh, so I was like, I'm here. And she actually showed up. She showed up carrying 10,000 bags. Because uh, <laughs> I'm the bag lady. If, yes, if me in elementary school, one bag wasn't the biggest indicator that I would be the bag lady. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said the whole bags. Yes, there's a running theme here of the bags. Yeah, she had like 10,000 bags with her and like we sat down and we started talking and I originally in my brain had envisioned that we would hang out. I didn't think that she would be like blow me off or anything, anything like that. Um, but I thought that we would hang out a couple of times and eventually she'd make her own like a, you know, group of friends and then she'd go, we'd go our separate ways. And I remember that part of me always prepared myself for that as sad as that sounds. Um, I used to think, you know what, Jen, like, you gotta meant to prepare yourself. You know, Daniela is will be with you. Will be with you right now. Um, but then when the moment comes, you gotta release her back out into the wild. It is her nature to be extroverted and popular. You gotta let her go. So when your moment, the moment comes, let her go. Like it's fine. You'll make your own friends and you'll be okay. <laughs> Little did you know. First of all, I always find it so funny that you're the one that told me that I was popular. Uh, because I literally have never cared about being popular. It's like never been my goal. I don't give a rat's ass. Like, that's not my goal. It's something I have to do now as a, as a professional dancer, I have to be popular. And let me say, oh, it's so much work. <laughs> um, but 
but I, I don't care for being popular. I really, really don't. Um, but also you didn't know that I have social anxiety. And also this was going to be my first time being alone, like without friends or family, because I grew up going to school with my brother who's a year younger than me. Um, and whenever I wasn't in school with him, for the most part, I had friends. The only other time I had been alone was when we moved to Pinole and the school didn't have enough room for me. So I went to school in San Francisco. Um, but I was like the new kid and like you're in, in grade school. So like I made friends immediately, mm -hmm. but I was so afraid to do this college thing alone. And because of my social anxiety, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make friends. Cause that means I'm going to have to step out of my bubble or like, how am I going to make, I was really, really scared. So like, girl. I was like, where you at? I'm coming. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to be attached to the hip to her. Like, I had full <laughs> intention. I was like, all right, here we go. I didn't know that it was going to take us to where we are today, but I'm really glad that I had that mindset because it was the best thing I did. Honestly, I said the universe has always set the stage for us um, because, yeah, it, in, this, in this moment in time, we both had classes that started around the same time. So we were both there like at 7, 7.30 in the morning, getting doing our makeup uh, at the table and eating at the same time. Also taking naps. Yes, we'd take naps. We also had breaks around the same time. We would and we, break, would, we would sit on the grass like cool kids. We were like, let's sit on the grass like cool kids and have like picnics <laughs> and lay in the grass, lay in the shade. Mm -hmm. Um, it was so much fun. I'm, I love wraps. our CCSF days. Yes, the wraps. We would get wraps so good. at the City Cafe, and we would always get crepes, too. Yep. It's like crepe place, like a block away, and we'd go get crepes, and we'd get yogurt land, mm -hmm. and we would go downtown and, like, go shopping. Like, our friendship just blossomed. It yes. was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I, again, unlikely pairing, like I've been saying this entire time, uh, I would have never thought that. I would have never thought that my like, college years I would be hanging out with Danielle all the time but we were literally there all the time together remember one time we even planned to wear dresses and it was so the weather was not those dresses and we planned to wear dresses and we were like ah everybody's looking at us like why are they wearing like summer dresses it's so foggy do you remember when we swapped shoes oh I remember that we the same shoe yes. size yes we do I remember that actually I think this might be a picture somewhere there, it's on Instagram Yep, there's yeah. a picture of me wearing your shoes because, uh, yeah, you needed some shoes for dance and, like, the ones you're wearing you couldn't wear, so we swapped shoes. I wore her shoes home and she wore mine. <laughs> I wore hers to dance practice. I, yep. I was, at the time, I was, was this, no, this was probably before, was this when I was already on San Francisco Touch? Had I started dancing bachata at this point? No, I believe no, this, this was, was oh, so this was just my dance classes dance at class. Yes, mm -hmm. Yeah, the shoes I had were not. They were not it. I didn't. So she let me wear her shoes and we got to walk a day in each other's shoes. Literally. I, I remember that. That was so cute. Uh, yeah. If that was not foreshadowing for the kind of friendship we have, I literally wore her shoe. I cannot say that about any of my other friends that I have worn their shoes home and walked a mile in their shoes, literally. <laughs> so, um, but unfortunately things have not always been like Peachy Keen, guys, and uh, I hate to break your hearts, guys, but a falling out. Yep, as beautiful as the story is, and the the flourishing and the blossoming of this friendship, uh, we did have a falling out around that time. Oh, but uh, you know what? What happened before our falling out? Right before our falling out, we had the birth of Feriella. We did. Yeah, we just did. to give you guys a little bit of a timeline, because we did fall out, mm -hmm. but we had the birth of Feriella because the following summer we started hanging out a lot too. And mm -hmm. we would go on little adventures and that's when the birth of Feriella happened. And we, we were like, we should do a YouTube channel. There's actually a video in my other laptop with that 
first video we filmed for Feriela, but we were just so swamped and we never edited it. We never like did anything with it. And so it just like, it's there. Maybe one, one day word. I'll release some clips because that shit was Oof. fucking hilarious. Oof, man, that, oof. I don't even know, think was on those clips. I can remember that we filmed it, but I'm like, I don't know what I was saying. Uh, so I'm like, it's funny. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, anywho, congrats. are falling out. So um, that, yes, like I mentioned, Feriada was born then. The adventures were so great. We had planned to, you know, go. And we, again, we had this blossoming friendship. And then we had a falling out, unfortunately. So we had a falling out. Um, unfortunately, we had a disagreement uh, about, you know, just arbitrary life things. Arbitrary now, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's arbitrary now. But anyway, we had a disagreement. Um, we would never, there was never any big fight that led us to like fall out. It was just kind of like we had this disagreement and then this forever made us weird. Um, of course, we were younger, so maybe communication was kind of the problem. I'm not 100% sure. There were other factors there too. Um, I at least for me, uh, since that disagreement, uh, I purposely began to put distance uh, between me and Daniela. Um, the disagreement gave us this weird energy in, in between us because we never talked it out. Um, and on top of that, the, the person I was with at the time and who I was in a relationship with was not a fan of hers. And uh, let that be a note. Let that be a note. That's never happening again. Same. I had the same yeah. issue. I had the same mm -hmm. issue. Yeah. And uh, that caused me to put even more distance between us because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, this person was not encouraging me to, you know, put, put the, bury the hatchet. They were not encouraging me to do so. Uh, they were just, they were just not a fan. And I let that get between us. And I thought, and at first I thought I could juggle both of them. I was like, you know what? It's okay. I don't ever have to mix my friendship and my relationship. Who has ever heard of that? But also, let's note, this was my first relationship. So, of course, I did not know that. But in my head, I'm like, that does not make any sense. It does not make any sense to never mix those two friend group, those two groups. That makes no sense. But, yeah, that was uh, that began putting a lot of distance between us and put a lot of strain on our friendship. Yeah. And, like, honestly, just, like, life happened because kind of around the time that that disagreement happened, there was a lot going on in my life. I had dropped out of college the previous year. Mm -hmm. um, and you were still going. Um, I dropped out of college. And then um, for those of you who don't know much about me, I'm like a huge advocate of, of mental health awareness and also a person that really likes to talk loudly and proudly about um, awareness of sexual assault. And that year was the year that I was, this is public knowledge. So, mm -hmm. you know, but I, I got raped that year. And so I was going through a lot. And I also, I, I, when I dropped out of school, I dropped out of school to focus on dance. And I was, I, when I focus on things, like I, I distanced myself from everyone. So when we had that disagreement, we never had an in-person fight. It was through text message. And, um, I, we were just too busy. Like she had stuff going on in her life, you know, with school. And I was so focused on my career. I distanced myself from everyone. And I was in a relationship too, um, to my now ex-husband at the time. And I used to be the kind of person that my SO was my everything. They were my entire world and I would give them my whole attention. And I used to always say that had I not been married to slash dating a dancer, I wouldn't have had time to date at all because I was so, like all of my friends for the most part, I distanced myself from everyone because I just was so focused on dance. The only friends that I would hang out with were the ones that I'd see at dance practices or social dancing events or at the festivals, you know, because I was, I was very, very focused on becoming a professional dancer. And, and I did that. I did do that. But um, unfortunately, I 
Ooh, sorry. I'm going to, I'm a cry baby guys. Just so you know, unfortunately in doing that, I sacrificed my relationships with people that I really cared about. And in the end, like I'm divorced now. I am never like, like she said, never again. Like when I got divorced, I was like, never again. I'm never, ever, ever going to make my SO the whole center of my world. That's not healthy. It's not good for me and it's not good for my relationships. Also, as much as I love dance, I can't just dance 24 seven. I love it so much, but it's not worth losing these wonderful relationships I have with people, with my cousins, with my family. Like I didn't see anybody because I was so focused. And I also had a lot of things going on mentally with recovering from like the rape stuff and like depression. And I, I was suicidal and, and I had a few losses in the family. I came out as bi, like there's so much happened and neither one of us were there. For, and she had a lot of her own things too. I'll let her say if she wants to or not, but like we, we weren't there for any of it. And I, absolutely hate that. I hate that we missed out on such a huge, significant chunk of our life. Mm -hmm. And I would say we're like back and we're stronger than fucking ever, to be honest. I would agree too. And I will say this, that this is a proof that um, I, I will, you know, I will always, maybe sound crazy saying this, but I will always say that you and I have been tethered since that moment, since that moment that uh, you signed my paper and everything. We were tethered since then, because even throughout these hardships, I was there like maybe on the surface, we would see each other randomly, or maybe we would randomly have random text message conversation. We would gloss over our problems, but I never really like disappeared. Uh, sometimes Daniela would see my posts, I would see hers. Uh, we were somehow still tethered. Despite yeah, because I would still reach out to you and exactly. tell you. I just yeah. didn't really let anybody fully in. Exactly. It was like a weirdness. Like you that knew existed. what was going on, but yeah. I, I was completely isolated. I isolated yeah. myself. It wasn't exactly. a you thing or anything like that. I, I isolated myself. That was a decision. That was, you know, that was me too. I very much immersed myself in my relationship and there were a lot of issues in that too. Um, and, you know, like it's, that's what, at the end of the day, we still had these weird ties to each other. All the weak ties, we still did. And I think that's what like brings us to present day, uh, to how we, how, so what happened? How did we get out of this? Uh, can I, can I start the story? Okay. Yes, yes. How did we, how did we reunite? This is my favorite story and nobody <laughs> knows the story. So I'm so excited to finally expose the story. Okay. So to start, I got, I, I got, I asked for a divorce and I moved back home here in Pinole, uh, with my family. Um, that is where I'm currently residing now. And I immediately, this reflection of, I lost all of, like, I distanced myself from people and it wasn't worth it was a thing. I was like, I had already started that process back in, uh, when I turned 25, a few months before, um, I, mm -hmm. I was overcoming my depression and becoming really happy. Point is I get back and I'm like, I need to try to salvage my friendship with Faye. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I like tried to reach out and I was like, Hey, I'm back home. I, I'm, I'm divorced. Um, we should hang out. Um, and we made plans to hang out. Unfortunately it fell through, which is crazy because at the time, at the time when those plans fell through, I took it as a sign from the universe that we're not meant to get back together. I remember being like, well, I tried or whatever, but the universe was like, no, y'all yep. are meant to get back together. And this next part is my favorite is my favorite. Okay. Mm -hmm. So one night, I was sitting in, in the living room, just chilling, right? And um, 
you know, I was divorced. I'd never dated before because before that I was always a relationship person. I just jumped from relationship to relationship. They were all really long-term. I'd never done the dating thing. And I was really excited to jump into that. And also I came out as bisexual during my marriage. So I was like, oh my God, I get to like dip my toes in that. And like, I was excited and nervous. And then one night, this guy, we're going to call him Tom. Yeah. Um, this guy, <laughs> Tom, that I used to have a huge crush, a secret crush on in high school, slides into my DMs. And I'm like, oh my God, what? No. I'm like, oh, I want to tell somebody. But all of my friends who I was actively speaking to, none of them were really from high school. And I was like, none of them would know, like they wouldn't understand. And I remembered that I knew that Jennifer knew this person or knew of this person, knew who they were. So I immediately like texted her and I was like, oh my God, guess who the fuck just slid into my DMs? It's Tom. Tom slid into my DMs. And like immediately I get a phone call and Jennifer's like, I, I don't know how to tell you this, but he's like, currently in my dms <laughs> yes essentially i was like girl he in my dms too <laughs> like essentially and, and i was like damn what the fuck and i think that really opened pandora's box for us because by the i forgot to mention in that hangout that we were supposed to have the one that fell through um i had currently just as she had just gotten out of her marriage i had currently just gotten out of my relationship as well but she, this was not knowledge to both of us i knew that she was like i kind of knew there was something there with the marriage stuff and I, I don't know if she knew at all what's going on in my life. Um, but I just know that in order, I remember that with the Tom situation. When the Tom situation came up, I thought, well, the only way that, that you can explain this, because how are you going to be like, girl, he and my DMs too, if she you have to open up Pandora's box and you have to talk about your relationship. Because then she's going to be like, why is he in your DMs? Aren't you, you know, like, it just wouldn't make any sense. So that thing, it was at that moment that I decided to be like, you know what, let's just be honest. Because I forgot to mention that, yeah, when we had that weirdness between us, we didn't really talk about our relationships or our marriage no. or nothing like that. It was like the so, taboo topic. We so when, yeah. did not talk about our relationships. She didn't know anything about what it was like for me to be in love with someone who I thought was going to be the love of my life for the rest of my life, to get married, how I felt about that, and vice versa. I didn't get to experience her first relationship, which is why all future relationships, they know that if you want to get with me, you got to be good with her. If she don't like you... I ain't losing her for nobody else ever again. So if she doesn't like you or you don't like her, you trying to start shit, like, bitch, goodbye. <laughs> I don't care how much I love you. I, I, I love this woman. I love this woman so much. I am so grateful to this woman because this moment and us getting together and chismeando over this situation opened up us also tell me telling her what happened in my marriage, what happened in my life and her telling me what happened in her life. And we cried so much. We went to go get some chais. We went yes. to go get some chais. That's how this started. Chais and cheese may started because of yes. this. We went to go get some chais and then the conversation was getting deep. So we went over to the local park and we sat in the bleachers and we opened up and we cried and we apologized and we hugged it out. And we were just bonded so hard by experiencing each other's traumas through stories. Yes. And I just immediately, I was like, never again. I remember being so angry at myself for having, I mean, 
I was young and like, you know, we had our reasons, but I remember being so angry at myself for not having been there for you throughout all of those difficult moments in your life for not having, I'm getting emotional again, (laughs) for not having, um, been been able to have the privilege to see you be in love like I have no clue what Jennifer in love looks like because you were at the beginning of your relationship when we fell out and I was at the beginning I was within the first year of my relationship with my now ex-husband when we fell out Mm -hmm. we didn't get to see that part of each other and I absolutely hate that so I was like never the fuck again and we were just like inseparable from the point of you dropping by my house unexpectedly and bringing me chais to the point where sometimes I'd be like, is she going to show up today? Is she going to show up today? Like, I'll on my window. Um, To Mm -hmm. me, always going over to the pink palace, laying on your carpet while you got ready and did your, laying on your bed because I was tired while you did your eyebrows. Like, I went through a lot in this last year too. Like, you were really, you and a few other friends were really, really, really there for me. You know, getting a divorce is not easy, especially as a woman. Mm -hmm. Um, I had to move back home. I had to rebuild my business. I had to figure out how to be me, who is me and all that stuff. And you were there for me. And I had some really hard and dark moments. And I remember one night I was not feeling well. And I called you and I said, I don't feel safe. I can't go home. I need to, I need, can I come over please? And you let me come over until I felt safe enough to be alone. But Mm -hmm. I was, I was afraid to be alone. and, And it was a really, really dark moment. And And you even came to, I I started speaking up about my sexual assault during this time. And you, I wanted to go to this, this event in San Francisco, this demonstration, this like a um, Mm -hmm. protest demonstration about uh, violence against women and rape. And, um, and I asked you to come with me and you came and and we got soaked. It was so much fun because it was pouring rain. We were in all black and we had to run from Dolores Park back to the BART station. And it was, when I tell you that I got more wet in that rain than I ever have in any shower that I've ever taken or any pool that I've ever gone into, I was soaked. I could squeeze my bra and it would just, yep. Ah, that was, yep. We like had jumped into this, like, yeah, we had jumped into, like, this huddle or, like, it just felt, yeah, it was, it was bad, guys. I'm surprised that we didn't get some, like, super sick from that because that, that was quite the, the moment, that adventure with the, the rain. It was crazy. It was such yeah. a wonderful time in our lives, too, like, rekindling this friendship and just, like, we ended up talking on the phone damn near every single day. I would call you every day on the way out of when I would teach classes or practices. If you were awake, I'd call you. Um, I, I started my dating, um, at like the end of 2019, beginning of, of 2020 before the pandemic hit. Daniela, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest, y'all. I had a hoe phase, but you know what? It's like they call it the post-divorce hoe phase. So what I've oh learned, my goodness, there's I a word definitely for had one. I have absolutely no shame. I practice safe sex, all of that stuff. I don't care. Like you know, I had a hoe phase, and um, it turned into like damn near every other day. Cheese me. Yep. How did this? How did this date go? Like living vicariously through me of like yes. I went on my first date with a girl or like, oh my God, can you believe that this guy likes me? Like I, I thought I didn't think that I was that pretty. And like, I was like pulling people that I was like, not to toot my, no, you know what? I am going to toot my own horn because I really didn't think that I was pretty and dating made, has helped my social anxiety because I'd have to meet people all the time. Mm -hmm. And also like, 
you know, I learned that I'm not so bad at like talking to people. People really like me or also like I felt beautiful. I felt desirable. And in my marriage, I did not feel desirable. I did not feel desirable. And I finally found this empowerment of I am beautiful and I can have whoever I want if I wanted to. And you were a part of all of that. You would like hear me talk about, I got to do the works or like, this is what happened. And you're like, oh my God, we had code names. It we was, did. Our we friendship just- pictures. It was honestly this, yeah, this last year really bonded us together. And I think that's what really got us like back into Feriela. Uh, we had, yes, we uh, throughout numerous phone calls, the chisme, so many things that we've lived together through in this whole year. You know, you've been going through a lot of changes. I went through a lot of changes. Yeah. Um, we are what, completely different from who we were a year ago. Exactly. And so I said, like, it's, it just goes to show that who the people or who, what is tethered will always come back together. Because I mentioned we were tethered from that moment. And I really do believe that. And now we get to start WAF. You know, we talked about, hey, well, let's call it WAF. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we shorten World of Feriela to WAF. And yes. honestly, this pandemic, I always say that um, although what is happening in the world is absolutely awful, and I don't mm -hmm. want to diminish that in any way, shape or form, it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's heartbreaking. But uh, my mom calls it San COVID um, mm -hmm. because there are some blessings in, in disguise. A lot of people are having time to take care of themselves and we've had time to slow down. And we finally picked up this idea of World of Feriela and developed it into something. We're like, let's do a podcast. Let's have our Instagram platform, which follow uh, World of Feriela on Instagram, follow World of Feriela on Instagram. We were posting a lot more content there too. But we got to develop this. And, you know, since July, we've been actually full force planning. And, and like, I can't believe it's, like, it's now. It's like, it's happening. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah, I couldn't wrap my head around it either. It's actually here. Um, and, yeah, I wanted to take that time, too, because, um, you know, you're always, you've always been this creative person. And you always have ideas. And you always have um, these, you know, like, great ideas. Because, you know, World of Feriela, you know, everything it was both of our ideas and we it definitely was an idea from the past and then now we're kind of fleshing it out but you brought it back around uh this time around you know and yeah. i was like yeah not course, to I say really though you are an extremely smart and creative person too i know mm -hmm. she'd be hyping me up left and right now it's my turn to hype her up just a little bit before <laughs> we wrap up like you mm -hmm. have had so many i can't wait for you guys to listen to the rest of our podcast. This one is a bit different from what our podcasts are normally going to be in the sense that like we're talking about our story and our origin story. Um, and then catch us next week for the Halloween edition. Oh, yes. Oh, really yes. Because we, we both love Halloween. But mm -hmm. we're going to be talking about a lot of difficult topics. And, and we're not ever going to be talking about what's right or what's wrong, but more like sharing perspective and experience and opening up a dialogue. We are big fans of deconstructing things. And, and, and Jennifer has come up with so many really great podcast ideas. We'll just be having conversations on the phone. I'm like, Ooh, write that down. That's a good idea. So I'm really <laughs> excited for you guys to join us on this journey and for us to have difficult conversations and just open up a dialogue about how we feel about certain topics um, that pertain to women. That is, you know, feminine yes. people, you know, that's what we're going to be talking about a lot on these podcasts. And um, we have a lot of really great ideas and I'm really, really excited for you guys to see all of it. I, oh my God, I'm just so over the moon. 
Yes, agreed. I will say like it definitely we I'm so excited for us to like, you know, launch this and talk about everything we're going to our first episode. And I'm excited for all of you guys to watch us grow and see all the changes and all the exciting things that are to happen. And like I mentioned, I really do have you, you're my partner in crime to thank for this because this has really gotten the ball rolling in other areas of my life. You know, I started my own page as well, you know, follow Brat Baby. Uh, that's uh, always on, you know, tagged on World of Fidiana and that had me like essentially you are like the driving force to all these ideas and everything. And so I think that I will say this, I have to say it because I, I didn't have the initiative for this. So I think I wanted to thank you for that because it's, it's you believing in this idea and believing in me and believing in world of Firiela that propels us forward. So I wanted to make that clear because it is not me. I think I, we, I do play a role in this, but it is not me propelling the idea. Thank you. <laughs> that is not propelling this idea. So I want to say thank you for believing in world of Firiela and for believing in me and believing in this dream and, you know, giving this dream that extra little like fuel. Um, yeah. Yay. Well, I think <laughs> that's a wrap. That's I a think wrap. That's, yeah. That's a wrap. So, yes, that is a wrap. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. The chais are done. Mine is. Oh, yours is too. Perfect. Mine is done too. <laughs> the chais are done, and so is this achievement. Please like, share, and subscribe. Um, definitely follow us on our World of Fidiela Instagram page. Um, we look forward to seeing you guys join us there and, you know, tune in to catch our next episodes. Like you mentioned, it's a Halloween one. You don't want to miss it. It'll be really good. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so we're going to be posting these chais and chismes every Thursday, every Thursday. So make sure that you're following. And you know what? That's a wrap, guys. Ciao. Salud. Bye. Bye. <laughs>